Hey, this is Celeste, and you're listening to that witchy stuff. Um, so guys, I was playing with my tarot cards throughout the day, you know, just like while well, I'm on calls with clients and bosses and teammates and all that stuff. And I had a lot of calls today and, you know, just shuffling them occasionally pulling a few cards and seeing what I got, um, kind of just staying in touch with my deck. You know what I mean? And, uh, several times, um, as I was, uh, playing with my cards, I pulled death and I know that death doesn't mean necessarily that someone's going to die. If you don't know that, that is not what it means. Generally, it means change. So it's like, um, the death of one thing, but the way the way one thing ending possibly tragically opens doors for other things um so uh yeah i don't know if i'm ready for this i hope i am i hope it's all good change um i've been working towards a lot of good change so i, I guess we'll see but you know at the same time um if I don't come back, if there are no more episodes, I guess you know what happened, huh? And probably no one will tell you because other than my kids, no one even really knows that I'm doing this. Um, you know, if you see like a rip ma, uh, yep, that's what happened. But, you know, all joking aside, that's not going to happen. Um, all joking aside, here we are. Season one, episode 11, and we're going to talk about beginning and ending a spell. Um, which you would think is just, you know, as natural as starting to walk and stopping walking. Um, but at least for me, it didn't feel like that. Um, <clears throat> I should say too, it is uh, March here in Atlanta. Well, and everywhere else, actually. <laughs> it's March and here in Atlanta, uh, things are beginning to bloom and uh, all of the pollens are starting and I am definitely feeling it. I take two allergy pills a day, like two different types. And um, I just, <laughs> I don't know how we live this way. I swear I don't. Anyway, oh my God, oh my God. I'm gonna try to stay focused guys. Um, <laughs> but if you think my voice sounds funny um, or if you hear even more random and awkward pauses. It may be because I need to take a sip of water because my throat hurts. Um, so yeah. Um, so yes, uh, season one, episode 11. We, this is the next, the next to last episode in the season. Um, the next episode will be about, you know, like bringing all of, all of it together, everything that we've been talking about this season for a final like review and then here's how you do a spell. Um, I really haven't decided exactly if we need that one. Um, so I guess we will, I don't know, we'll see. You know, you guys know I like to kind of play it by the seat of my pants. Um, so, uh, and then after that episode, so after the end of season one, I know I'm going to take a week or two off. Um, and I, I think I really want to give it some thought and decide for sure whether or not 
I should keep going with this, you know, um, like I enjoy it, but I've kind of put a lot of pressure onto myself and I have a lot of hobbies and a lot of work responsibility and a bunch of kids. Three is a lot of kids. I don't know if you know that it's a lot. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I hope I'll be back, but you know, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just putting that out there in the universe, I guess, that I need to make a solid decision to go forward or to stop. Um, and isn't that really what life is about? You do a thing, you like a thing or you don't like a thing, and then you have to eventually come to a place where you decide definitively this is ending or this is continuing. So, yeah. That's where I am. I guess if you have any input on that, if you if you uh, would want to keep going with this, you know, let me know. Um, you can find me on Twitter at stuff underscore witchy, um, or or I don't know. There's Anchor FM does these voice messages, and I don't I don't know. You guys can find me. If you know how. So anyway. Um, Today's episode, uh, beginning and ending a spell. I wonder how many more times I'm going to say beginning and ending a spell before this episode's over. Take a shot every time you hear me say it, except make it a shot of water because you probably are dehydrated. Um, so when you are ready to do a spell, this is sort of the beginning of the beginning like the right before you begin kind of thing. Once you are ready to do a spell, you know what you wanna do, you've, you've analyzed why you wanna do it. You know that you're coming at it from a place that you're comfortable with, you know, uh, whatever your motivations are, you're fine with what those are. Um, you've thought about your ingredients and you've thought about your wording and your intentions and all that stuff, right? So now you need to figure out when to do it. Uh, a lot of people work with moon phases. I don't really do it much, which is kind of funny because I'm really into the moon and stars and stuff. Just not really astrologically. <laughs> um, but a lot of people do uh, work with the moon phases. A good rule of thumb, if you want to bring something to you, then you should do a spell during the new, like between the new moon and and um, the half moon. If you want to make something go away from you, then you should do it. Um, wait, did I say that backwards? Oh yeah, I did, not backwards, but wrong. If you want to bring something to you, you should do it between the new moon and the full moon. If you want to make something go away from you, you should do it between the full moon and the new moon. So um, what I mean is if the moon is getting bigger, that's when you bring things to you. If it's getting smaller, that's when you make things go away from you. Um, so does that mean that you have to wait two weeks before you can do your spell? Not at all. Um, well, first of all, you don't have to work with the moon phase, but if you're going to, you don't have to wait two weeks because if, for example, I want something to go 
away from me. Maybe I want this really annoying, um, infuriating, negative client to be moved away from me. But it's the new moon, which is um, when things move to you. So I would just change the wording of my spell. So instead of saying, move this client away from me, I would say, fill my workspace with clients that are, you know, delightful and lovely. And uh, this guy's not. So, you know, um, it's about how you word it. Um, you can you can flip your wording around so that you can work your spell whenever you want to do it without having to to wait for the right moon phase to come in <clears throat> um you can really break down each individual moon phase um like the new moon specifically is new beginnings and renewals and planting seeds of intention and being clear in your goals Whereas the um, like the uh, first quarter moon is about putting your plans into action, um, focusing on your strength and determination and having concentration or focus and commitment. So, but still like the, we can have an episode later about um, like the individual phases of the moon, but there are uh sort of specific things for each phase but the gist of it is if the moon is getting bigger it's making things in your life get bigger as if they're moving closer to you and if the moon is getting smaller it's making things in your life get smaller as if they're moving away from you um so yeah before you begin like right before you begin figure out what the moon phase is and if that uh if you want to change the wording of your spell to reflect that. And uh, of course, I mentioned it last time and I'm probably gonna mention it again next time, the witch's pyramid. Uh, that is like the process of how spells work, the big picture process of how spells work. Um, when you know you wanna do a spell, that's air. When you figure out, like what your what your will in it is like your the push that you're going to put into the universe that's fire um would you actually do the spell um that's when you are bringing it out of the head and ego and into real life um that's water and then uh to keep silent is earth and that means that after, once you do a spell you don't you don't talk about it while the magic is still in action. Um, so yeah, I really feel like those things can be important and really help the process. You know, as I, as I was talking, I was trying to figure out, I wonder, does Will fire? Is that, um, it may be that that's when you're actually doing your spell, working your will, doing your magic and um and water may be when it like comes to fruition or manifests or whatever um i don't know you can look that up though it's the witch's pyramid sometimes i've seen it uh i've seen it said as the wiccan pyramid it's definitely not just wiccan though 
All right, so anyway, um, uh, are you gonna work with any, any other beings? You know, uh, spirits, fey, ancestors, deities, uh, anything like that. If you are going to, you may want to set up something on your altar or, you know, your space where you're working that is going to um, honor them, uh, something that will call them forth, sort of, you know, like uh, sort of attract them to where you are. Um, or just something that's going to make them, you know, you kind of want to kiss up to them and you want to make them feel flattered and like they want to help you. Um, so yeah, uh, have all that set up, um, get all of your ingredients and items and potions and things all together and in your circle and, you know, set up in some sort of way. And then um, once you're ready, cast your circle, however you wanna do it, you know, whether you want to envision a sphere of glowing light that comes out of you and um, encapsulates you in this protective sphere or whether you want to call the corners with the elements and, you know, um, like uh, walk, three times or nine times or something around it in a circle or, you know, however you want to do it, cast a circle. Once you cast that circle, you need to spend some time in it, getting yourself into um, your magical mindset. So you want to be uh, focused on the magical aspect of things and not the mundane things. Like you're intentionally shifting like 99% of your focus into this magical aspect of things. Um, uh, I would say, and I may have said that you want to be calm, but actually, I guess it depends on what kind of spell you're working. Sometimes you don't want to be calm. Some of the most powerful spells that you can, that you can cast actually involve a lot of emotion. Um, uh, 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 yes. So get in your magical mindset. Sometimes I think you may have heard me say a light trance like state. Um, being in a trance, it means mostly, um, it's not being in a trance. I don't know how to describe that. You're in sort of an altered mindset. I mean, there, you know, there's not drugs or alcohol or anything like that involved, but you're kind of intentionally, intentionally altering your, your mind. Um, you can do that in, in very physical ways too, like with breath work, we can have a whole episode about that, but um, there are different kinds of breath work that can uh, like evoke different sorts of energies. Um, so yeah, anyway, you're going to do whatever it is that you do to get into that magical mindset. Um, you're going to do the things you do to prepare your ingredients and all of that stuff, and you're going to work your spell. Uh, I guess that's the part where we will talk about next week, that actual working your spell part. Um, then once you work your spell, you 
may want to do something to activate it. Um, for me, it kind of feels like building a thing, you know, like a structure or something, I don't know, building a house and then flipping the lights on, you know, um, or building a computer and turning the power on the first time. I, I can only think of it in ways of energy. That's kind of funny. Um, anyway, at some point you may do something that will, uh, it'll, it'll call it into life. It's almost like, um, kind of, I kind of hate to use like a Christian reference for anything, but sort of like when, when God, um, made Adam out of clay and Adam was still just clay until God breathed life into him. Right. That breathing of life into him, that's the activation part. Like it's just a lump of clay until you activate it. Um, now, pardon me for my Christian reference. I was very uncomfortable doing it and I hope you were uncomfortable listening to it. Um, so there are different ways to activate it. Uh, some people, when they are working a spell, they consider the, their circle to be a cauldron. And working the spell is adding all the various aspects of magic into the circle, like the, uh, the space inside the sphere. And then once they're done and they close the circle, then, which is... Is that a funny way to say that? That's a funny way to me to say that. Why aren't we opening the circle? Isn't it already closed? It's not the point. Focus, focus. Um, when they are done with the circle and they say this circle is done and they unspin it, however they do, that is the activation point for them. So uh, they are releasing the circle um, and all of the magic that was inside it and being stirred and combined and magnified within their cauldron, their circle, has now released into the universe to go do its will, do their will, I mean to say. Um, you may blow on it. I will, I blow on things a lot. I don't know what it is about air work for me. Um, maybe that's the air sign thing coming through. It's about time it finally shows up on something. Um, but yeah, I, I sometimes will blow on it or I may make a tincture. That's like, I'll, um, steep herbs or flowers or things like that into, uh, vodka, usually an extremely cheap vodka, um, because it's going to change how it tastes. <laughs> and you may want to consider that taste when you're mixing tinctures. Um, it's better when they kind of, when they don't taste awful. Uh, but sometimes I will have this tincture and, you know, I may take a couple of shots of it before I start working the spell just to help me get into my magical mindset. Um, but then when I go to activate it, I'll, you know, take a shot of it and um, have that essence on my breath and blow it onto whatever I'm doing. Like I've, usually done that I think when I've been like charming something like putting a, a a charm on an amulet kind of thing 
Um, you may uh, burn your your spell to activate it. You know, if you have a spell where you've written um, something down, you can burn it. Um, or and that's for for quick magic. Uh, it's not long lasting, but it's quick. Or you can bury it for slow magic. Um, it takes uh, a lot longer for it to happen, but it lasts a long time. You know, it and it's one of those kind of things where it is, uh, it is incremental changes. It may not be like this big, huge, sudden change, but over a period of time, because it's been buried, it will um, release and grow and and do things like that. Um, there are some other ways that you can um, end a spell, some specific things. Um, these, this is actually one of the first things I ever wrote down in my magical journal. Uh, so uh, if you wanna keep something close, you can bury it in the backyard. If you want to attract something to you, you can bury it under the front doorstep. Um, if you want to destroy something's influence, you can burn it. Uh, if you want to make something move away and sink, throw it in running water. A really good example of that one that, that, that witches like to do is <laughs> if they, um, if a person has done them badly, or even a thing, I guess, if, if something has done them badly, um, they will write that thing or person down on toilet paper and um, literally wipe their ass with, with the thing and flush it away. Um, so that's a fun one. <laughs> I haven't done that one personally, but I can definitely see where it would be effective. Uh, so um, if you want to disperse something to a distance, um, I don't really know exactly what they meant by that, wherever I got this from. Um, you wanna throw it in a crossroads. So in a situation like that, maybe you have combined a bunch of herbs or um, very organic things and you throw that into, the cross, into a crossroads in a, like a loose manner. Like you don't want to um, have it tied up in a bundle and just throw the bundle in the crossroads. You wanna open it and throw that out there. Um, and you know what a crossroads are, right? Like it's literally any place where a, the roads form a four-way intersection. Maybe not a four-way stop, but the roads um, go on both both sides. It's not like a T or or anything. It's like an like an X or or a cross. Um, it doesn't have to be one of those creepy old places like deep down in the woods, and it's like a dirt road. It doesn't have to be like that. All right, so to fix something's influence, uh, bury it in a five spot pattern. So like you bury it um, with the shape of a star. Uh, not exactly sure if they mean the shape of a star around it or if they mean um, break it up into five parts and put those at the points of a star. I don't know. I've never done that, so I don't know how effective it is. <clears throat> so uh, those are ways that you can end the spell, like actually activate and uh, 
ended. For me, activating it is basically um, ending it. And then I may do a little bit more stuff, but like that is when I release the magic. Um, so, but for, as for actually ending it, you may say, say something like, as above, so below. Um, I like to say, uh, as above, so below, let the magic flow. Um, but I think that's just me. Um, you may say, so mode it be. A lot of witches like to say that. Um, I think that might be more Wiccan, but any witch would recognize it. You may say something as simple as, it is done. Um, it, and it does, like when I first started with witchcraft, I felt weird to say something like, so mode it be, like that's not how I talk. Um, so I felt too weird to say that. So I would just say it is done. And it actually is strangely effective. Um, yeah, and another uh, cool way to end the spell is with the witch's rune. Um, I've also heard this called the Wiccan rune. Uh, it's sort of a, I mean, to me, it's a poem. Um, to my high priest, it is the end all be all. This is what you do for all magic. Um, he's a lot more Wiccan than me though. He knows, by the way, that I don't really consider myself to be Wiccan. We talk about this a lot. Um, but anyway, that's for another episode. So I am going to um, tell you how the witch's rune goes. Um, when you're doing it in a spell, you want to have particular um, cadence and rhythm and energy and stuff like that. But one, because I'm not doing it in a spell and I don't really want to like accidentally do something I didn't mean to do. And two, because my throat really fucking hurts. Um, I'm just going to read it to you as a poem. <clears throat> okay um all right so darksome night and shining moon east and south west and north hearken to the witch's rune here and come i call thee forth earth and water air and fire wand and pinnacle and sword work ye unto my desire hearken ye unto my words quartz and censer cup and knife powers of the witch's blade awaken all ye unto life come ye as the charge is made Queen of heaven, queen of hell, horned hunter of the night, lend thy aid unto my spell, work my will by magic's right, by the power of land and sea, by might of the moon and sun, as I do will, so might it be. I chant this spell, now be it done. Um, and yeah, usually like, at least, at least in my coven, by the time we get to that, like kind of midway point, queen of heaven, queen of hell, like we're really building up the energy and like, that kind of last part where it's like by the power of land and sea, by might of the moon and sun, like we're really uh, forceful. <laughs> um, but yeah, look it up. Even if you don't use it in witchcraft or, you know, even if you don't use it in your spells specifically, it's really pretty, you know? Um, and essentially each of the stanzas is um, calling the different elements of witchcraft, like not necessarily elements like elementals, but the different things that we use, you know, dark nights. I don't know about you. I only ever do magic at night. Um, doing it in the day just doesn't feel right. So, uh, 
dark nights and, and the moon and the directions. Um, and then you've got uh, the elements and the tools like the wand and pinnacle and sword, um, more tools, uh, you're waking all of them up. And then the, um, the goddess and the God to uh, give their additional powers to your magic. And then, you know, by the power of land and sea, by might of the moon and sun, as I do will, so mode it be a chant the spell, not be it done. So, uh, yeah, that is, um, that's the gist of it, sort of the ins and outs of beginning and ending a spell. Um, the hard part about beginning and ending a spell. Um, beginning for me, I always, even though I've been doing this a long time now, well, sort of a long time, long time for me. Um, even though I've been doing this a while, I always feel just a little weird when I'm starting it. Like, Wendy, do you real? Oops. <laughs> Celeste, do you really believe in all of this stuff? And I do. I really do. Um, and I have to remind myself, I do. Yep, I do. Um, and then ending it is, is always kind of like, okay, well, I'm in this space now and I like it. And I don't really know if I want to stop being here. Um, or it'll be a matter of like, I uh, did the thing, now what, you know, so having some sort of, um, some sort of a ending, it's just important, it just, you know, I mean, it's like finishing a book without reading the last chapter, you know, you need an ending, that's how life works, and when we don't have endings, we feel very unsatisfied, so be satisfied with your magic. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, we're right on the mark today, 30 minutes. Um, I would say for an exercise, just um, get an idea for a spell that you want to do. Don't make it anything big. Don't make it anything crazy. Just something that, uh, that you think you might want to start with. Um, and it needs to have some level of emotion involved. Like, you got to really want it for it to work. All right. Um, I will see you guys next week. And um, yeah, we'll talk then. Bye.